Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. We are so excited to have you with us today. And today um, we get to have one of my favorite people in the whole world on the show. Welcome, Robert Fuhr. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm Robert yeah. Fuhr. I am Christina and Liz's older brother. Yes, he is our older brother. And Rob, I'm just going to call him Rob because that's usually what I call him. He is an artist. He is a YouTuber. He is an oil painter, sculptor, um, and he actually teaches art in Taiwan. He even sells his paintings um, internationally. You can buy them. And he is a creative genius. He, if he doesn't know how to do something, he'll figure it out and he'll build it. Like recently, he made a huge, awesome deck and a giant pond and waterfall in his backyard and basically made a whole paradise for himself and what did you make for your daughter rob on that on your little paradise that pirate, uh, pirate ship playland thingy playground yeah so he's just always looking for something new and exciting and creative and he is a true inspiration to me and um today we wanted to have rob on to talk about how to make a profession out of your passions. Because Rob, he has always liked art and he has always been really good at art. And when we were growing up, I remember my mom and many people saying, oh, you can't make money as an artist. You'll be a starving artist. And they always discouraged him from pursuing art. And Rob did the opposite of that. And one thing that Rob always used to say to me was if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think that is such an awesome quote from him. And he's truly um, followed his passion and he does what he loves and he never works a day in his life. So take it away, Rob. We'd love to hear your story. Oh, thanks a lot, Christina. I'm happy to be here. I love the channel. I've watched most of the, listened to most of your uh, podcasts and uh, I'm humbled to be here. Um, First of all, the the I can't claim the if if you uh, if you do what you do love, what you'll never you work love, a day in your life. You won't work a day in your life. I there's if you look that up, there's quite a few different people that that say who said it, but it's definitely not me. But I I latched onto that and made it one of my uh, ways of life. I always dreamed as a kid, I think I speak for the whole family as uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about dad and mom. Um, growing up in a household where the father was the breadwinner, it he had quite a bit of stress on him because he, my mother was just at home. And uh, we we saw how much of a trial it was for him to be working uh he worked for ibm and uh 
we saw how much of a trial it was for him to be a W tour to to get a paycheck to have a boss and to hear the horror stories. I don't know. I I guess I'm speaking for all of us siblings, all four of us. None of us have actual office jobs or have a paycheck. Not one of us. Four kids. Not one of us has a boss. Not one of us uh, gets a regular paycheck every two weeks. Yeah, not one of us works (laughs) nine to five. (laughs) None of us. And so... That I think I, I speak for all of us when seeing how dad was in the rat race and the harder he worked, the more hours he worked, it just helped his boss make money and it helped his boss, you know, you know, like whatever he did, he was always, it seemed to, he was always punished and there was just less and less benefits and worse and worse outcomes. And, and as a kid hearing the, this, the story of working for the man, I, I became petrified with that. And so as a young kid, I always thought, wow, I don't, I don't want a, a big gorilla, a big gorilla on my back. Every night when I come home, I'm so unhappy. All I have to do is talk about how bad it was, you know? And so for me, in my mind, I always thought, okay, that's not for me. And I can honestly say in the past 20 years, there was only like three months that I had a boss. And, and that, that's saying a lot because I have no stress level. Like, you know, I make as much money as I want to make. If I want to make more money, I work harder. And it all comes to me. It doesn't go to anyone else. And so for me, I didn't know how I would do it. I didn't know how I would not be in the rat race, but I just knew that was the end goal. And, and my, my process has been, you know, it's been a long haul. It's not like it happened overnight, you know, to go from working for someone to working for yourself and then to like being able to be almost like partially retired and, and just do your passion that, that takes some time. It's been a 20 year process for me. And I can talk a little bit more about that. When I, when I first started as a graphic designer, then my wife and I decided that we, she hadn't seen her family forever. I'm married to a Taiwanese woman. So she wanted to come back. We came back. I didn't uh, particularly like living here at first. Uh, there's uh, the language barrier. And then I was in the rat race at first. I was working at a kindergarten, very long hours. Uh, my throat hurts. I just, you know, teaching the alphabet all day, every day for, you know, nine hours. And I, I just, I remember at times I wanted to take my scooter and like drive it in front of a bus and just like end it all, you know, (laughs) but one day, one day while I'm in the rat race, that was the first two years here. I was sitting in front, not sitting, standing in front as a door greeter, like Walmart at, at the, the kindergarten that I was working at teaching English. I was making really good money. I mean, really good money. That was, the money wasn't the thing. I like, I just had this epiphany. I was like, okay, I really love art and, you know, and I speak English. And I was like, what if I married the two? So I was like, I could have an English art school. And then all of a sudden my life like started to have meaning and I had a mission and I started with just two kids. And then within seven years, I had 190 kids and a great business. And, and uh, at that time, my, my party st- stopped, like 
move towards myself. I wanted to focus on me. I got to a certain level of my art because I was all, I, I, I can't be considered self-taught because I did study design and we had to take a few painting classes. But after, you know, being a graphic designer and that didn't work out in Taiwan. That's why I did the teach English because you could make four times as much money. So like, even though I studied design uh, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that decision too in a second, but I want to, I want to talk about kind of the process first of going from the rat race to, to living my dream every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So for, for the, when I had that epiphany, oh my gosh, I can combine these two things. And that, and that was one of those aha moments. And it, and it happened when I was standing there looking at these cars driving past all day, every day. Shoo, shoo, shoo. It's kind of like one of those moments where you're in the shower and like, aha, what <laughs> if I did that, you know? And, yeah. and that aha moment was crazy because it, it got the, like, it made it so I didn't have to work full time. So all of a sudden, I, I, I started this evening job. And as that took off after a year, I could not work all day. And then all of a sudden I'm working part-time making more money, a lot more right, money. Right. And I'm working part-time and I'm doing what I love. I'm doing art with kids all day, every day. Well, that was, you know, amazing. And, and, but at a certain time I realized if I want to, my main goal was, uh, I want to be a, a real artist, a, a, a gallery artist or in museum artist, not a art teacher, you know, then I, then, then I, I went through this process of, Oh, um, I was trying to find every teacher possible. I, 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 I scoured Asia. I went to mainland China many times and, and, paid these professional artists i bought their books i was like i'd call them up hey chinese new year's i have time can i come and learn one-on-one from you private lessons and they're like what the heck okay you know <laughs> so i pay them tons of this huge chunk of chain to like follow them around and learn how they draw and and, and so i got to a certain point where i felt like i understand uh drawing very well but then i felt like I need to invest more in myself if I want to be a fine artist. So that was when I, my wife and I decided that we should sell the art school and then the whole company and then go back to New York City. I went to the State University of New York at SUNY Purchase. It's the most incredible school. I applied to all the big boys. I got into all the schools and then I chose this school because you have the same teachers as Pratt and Parson, which are the like most expensive schools in the nation. They teach at this school too, but it's like state caught, like state school prices. So, you know, do your homework and you can find the best teachers at the best deal, you know, and that's what I did. But to make that, that, that story shorter, it having the best teachers in the world, like hone my skills made it so now the past 10 years since I graduated, every minute I spend doing my passion is not wasted on, oh my gosh, like, why does this suck? Because I know how to paint very well now because I was trained by the best of the best. So that that's one of my main points here is if you want to do your own thing, you have to be the best at it. You can't be mediocre. It doesn't, it won't cut it. 
like whatever your passion is, you have to be the go-to person. You have to be the very best. And then, then that's when all the doors open and you get amazing opportunities, amazing jobs, uh, amazing commissions. You know, I just did a, a sculpture commission for a restaurant. It was like $17,000 for a sculpture. I mean, stuff like that awesome. that you're like, you never dreamed of before. Uh, and it's a... Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Now, going back to as a childhood, I think everyone that wants to be an artist when they're a kid runs into the same wall. Boom. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's great. You love art. Like, I think my parents supported me, like, up to, like, junior high school. Then I started hearing in high school, no more art classes. You have to do something. My mom would say, you have to do something that could make some money. And I'm like, like, what? She's like. I don't know. You and dad like cars. Why don't you do automotive? And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So I started taking all automotive classes, automotive electronics, pixie cars. Da, 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 da. The funny thing is after that, I never touched my car again. I don't even change my oil, you know, like <laughs> I know all this stuff, but, but here in Taiwan, it's way cheaper just to hire someone to do it, you know? And yeah. And yeah. So it's like, it's fun. It's funny. Like, they were supportive to a point and then it's like reality check. Oh, you, you can't be an artist. And you hear that all the time. It's like, and I, I agreed with it. And that's why I did design. I was like, Oh, design is an office job where I get a paycheck. It'll be stable. But then like, it's like you're selling yourself short. It's like you're doing something related to art to me, the, like clicking a mouse it, yeah. Like it can hardly be art in my mind. Like I have to be holding clay, holding a brush. I'm very traditional, you know? And so as I was clicking my life away and like the monitor sucking all my energy away, I, <laughs> I had no interest in, in making like actual art and stuff until I came to Taiwan. And, you know, one day I was down at the ocean and I saw this, these people painting down there and I was like, why have I never painted outside? That looks like so much fun. So I went to the art store, bought a box of paints, bought an easel, bought some paintbrushes, and went out there. And then it was so hot. It was middle of summer. It must have been like 103, but like 98% humidity or something. But here I am having my almost heat stroke, like heat exhaustion's coming on, headache, and I'm sweating. And I'm painting this picture of this ocean. And all of a sudden, it was like, I realized why I was here on earth, like, you know, and, and that was at the same time when I was doing the transition from artist, or I mean, kindergarten teacher to artist, you know, mm -hmm. and not art, kindergarten teacher to art teacher, not artist yet. Okay. That was the same. That was like 19 years ago. As that happened, I mean, it's, I don't know. It was like my calling. All of a sudden I knew my, my purpose on in life, is to create things for myself and for other people to enjoy. And as soon as I knew that, that's when everything changed. That's when I like all I did every day was try to figure out how to perfect my craft, improve my craft, and until today. And I don't think in uh, in Chinese they say "dung feng zhaoji." That's reach the peak of perfection. In art, art is the type of thing where it's impossible. To like, okay, I'm at that level now. I'm done. It's the type mm -hmm. of thing where it's a, you're an eternal student. 
And to me, that's the, the, the most exciting part is learning every day and improving myself every day. And, you know, that, that is, that is the joy right there. So I, I think if I, if I've learned anything in the past 20 years on my, from, from my process of becoming, you know, uh, a rat racer to like, you know, just doing what I want every day and people pay me. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is like, you have to have the best teachers and you have to spend the most time, more time than anyone else. And then like, there's no way people won't take notice, you know? Definitely. I remember when you used to surf and I asked you many years ago, I said, how's surfing going? And you responded, you said, oh, I just, when my surfing buddies invite me to go surfing, I bring my easel and paint paints and I just paint while they surf. And I just, I loved it because you'd really found this passion and nothing else really satisfied you anymore. You, all you wanted to do was paint and not even surfing really was fun anymore. And, and it really showed me, you know, like, wow, he really is so passionate about this. And, and you really, every time I'm with you, even when our mother passed away, I think Rob made at least 10 paintings in like three days when around the time she passed away, they were of her, they were of her brothers and sisters. And you really have um, taken the time to, to get so good at, at painting and at your craft. And it, it really has been so impressive to watch over the years as you've I almost say perfected it. I know you just said that, you know, that you can't really be perfect at art, but you've perfected your own style and it's, it's so good. And you can really tell that, you know, you have taken so much time to study and taken so much time um, learning it and then also applying what you've learned. So kudos to you, Rob. It's, it's been awesome watching you. Yeah. I think it goes, I think you, you're one of my pupils. I, back in the day, the way I always teach people like, oh, teach me how to swim, Rob. Okay, come here. Here's the deep end. I always throw people in the deep end like you. Will you take me snowboarding? Okay. Hey, what does that black diamond mean? It means it's fun. Let's go. First run, you're on the black diamond. True and story, like, everyone. That, and then it, that's the way I teach people. It's like, you can't learn anything by talking about it. You just do it. And then. And, and that was like in school, I always, my, my graffiti was fake it till you make it. I made t-shirts and, and stuff like that. And that was like my motto. I mean, if, if you can do that, if you, if you can fake it, like for instance, when I bought the easel, bought the paints and just showed up there, I'd never done it before. And then all of a sudden I'm here and, and acting like I know what I'm doing. I mean, the painting's pretty pathetic, but like the memory of just doing it like that, that's priceless and, and, and believing in yourself. Like, and, and when you do that, when you show up, people are so, I mean, like if you go out, if you really wanted to do art, let's say, and you just bought the ESA, bought the base, it just went out and did it. Showing up is half the battle. People already respect you for like trying. Yeah. Oh, he's there trying. Oh, maybe this was a bad one. They don't, they don't ask you like, why do you suck so bad or whatever? You know what I mean? People, <laughs> people are already impressed. So I think like, I think that motto of fake it till you make it is, is so priceless. It's like everything I've done in my life, like for instance, the, that $17,000 blimp sculpture I did for the, muse the not the museum, for the 
restaurant. They they said, can you make us uh, a, an automated blimp with lights in it and this and that and this and this and, this and that? And with, without even like hesitation, I said, of course. Yeah, that, that's what I do every day. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Like, I'm going to have to weld. I'm going to have to sew. I'm going to have to like woodwork. Like this, this is everything that I could possibly have, like need to know in every field of art. And I have to all do it myself. And of course the answer was yes. And, and in this day and age of like YouTube university, someone knows how to do it. So you always say, yes, I can do that. And then you research that night. And then the next day you do it for your client and they're all, oh, wow, amazing. Like this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> But if you don't believe you can do it, that like you have to have, I mean, confidence comes with experience. So I have all this experience because I've sculpted since, you know, since I was in grade school, I, I loved clay. Summer vacation, what did I do? I buy lots of clay and sculpt things while my friends are out there playing basketball. I was kind of an art nerd, you know? And, and, and because if you don't have confidence, it's because you haven't spent the time. and and. I think it has to be weekend warrior stuff to begin with, regardless of what you're interested in, making jewelry, photography. If you start really small and then slowly build up to it, there'll, there'll come a point in time where it becomes your part-time job. First, it's your interest. And then people know, oh, like you, like with your photography. It's like, mm -hmm. first you buy a camera and then you start taking pictures of your kids. And then someone asks you, oh, can you take a picture of my kids? And there you go. All of a sudden, you're <laughs> a professional photographer. Tell, tell us more about that. Your photography, like, uh, sure. what experience? Well, um, Rob had always said to me my whole life to, you know, find your passion and to, to make that your job. And it took me a while. I, it took me until I was, what, like 27 to really find photography. I mean, I always was taking our, my dad's camera and wasting as much film as I could on a sunset or <laughs> whatever random thing. And so, and I took photography in middle school and high school, and I just never really thought of making it a, a career, but it was exactly that. It was exactly what he said. I got a camera, started taking pictures of, of my kids and absolutely loved it. Thought it was so fun. And exactly that I started taking pictures of anyone I could I asked everyone can I take your family pictures can I take your family pictures so started getting good and then like Rob said YouTube University baby I learned everything I possibly could <laughs> I spent a whole year watching YouTube videos every night on on lighting equipment and using lighting and using cameras and posing uh, people and you name it I mean there's so much free information out there right and then I started, I talked to, I found photographers that I really admired, just like Rob said. And I called them and asked them if I could come work for them for free. And so I right. called them around and carried their lighting equipment, saw what they were doing, learned from them. Then I, they be, I became, you know, their students and they were happy to be my mentors because, you know, I took that time to learn from them and they, they liked teaching me. And so then, you know, I was learning from, as Rob says, from some of the best and then all of a sudden you yeah. start practicing what you learn and uh -huh. wow, all of a sudden your pictures look incredible and now you're a wedding photographer and people right. are calling you to do weddings and yeah it just kind of right. the same type of story it just kind of turns into this awesome thing and you're like wow people are paying me this much money to go hang out 
at their party, their wedding party, <laughs> and take some pictures. Pretty great. <laughs> exactly. I, I think you hinted on something important, the finding a mentor. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my mentors. Um, there's There's three or four that really took me under their wings at school especially Michael Torlin, who would spend hours after class talking to, uh, talking specifically about actual brush strokes in my painting and, and how they could overlap different and, and really opening my mind. If, if you, for me now, the, the thing that's exciting, like I only teach two days a week now. Like I only have a few classes because most of the time I'm doing my art, but those few classes I have, I, it's almost like handpicked. I'm a mentor to these people. And the, and, and the passing the torch is so important for me. As soon as I, I got the torch from my teachers, you know, like Phil Listengard, his teacher's teacher's teacher was freaking Rodan. So he taught me Rodan's sculpture method. And now I'm here in Taiwan and, and I've had friends visit, like, like awesome artist friends that live in New York and work in New York. And they're like, this is crazy. There's like this bubble in Southern Taiwan of these like, like superhero art kids that are like nine years old and like can scope like Rodin. Like, this is insane. Someday in history, in Taiwan, art history, they'll be like, he was, a, he was a student of Robert Fuhrer in Southern Taiwan. There'll be like all of these artists in Taiwan that were under me. But, you know, it, I think I think that is the most important thing is the craft. Without the craft, who's going to hire you? You know, like if you have no way to prove, if you, if you haven't swept the floors, worked for free or whatever you had to do to get that information, like that, that you, you can't go anywhere. You, fake it till you make it means I am willing to work as hard as possible to 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 prove to these people i can make what they want from me and, and no matter what i'm gonna do i'm gonna deliver it doesn't mean give them shoddy crappy work it means mm -hmm. i have to get my act together and know how to give them what they're paying for asap you know and going back to school school is 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 another reason I can live the lifestyle I live because at school, 2008, the the real estate market bubbled and the $90,000 I had put away for my bachelor's degree, a master's degree, because at first my design degree was just an associate's at, at Solid Community College. It was great. I, there was good teachers, but whatever. I, I It wasn't enough, you know? And so I wanted to get a real proper painting education. While I was there, the bubble popped. All the money my wife and I had invested. I mean, that 80000 was just poof. So all of a sudden, I have another year of school and I have zero coin to do it. And so I didn't know what to do. I went to my mentor. I was like, look, like I have no more money to, to, to do this schooling. And I'm adamant about when I'm in school, I want to be studying. I didn't want to work part-time and do school. I, I was doing school full, full, full-time. Like I got the, you know, you can only have like 18 credit hours. No, you can have 16 credit hours. But if you get a, a signature, you can have like 18 credit hours. 
Well, as soon as I got the signature, I like found a loophole. I was doing 28 credit hours wow. every, every year, every semester. So like later they figured it out and like, like slapped my hand, but like I was, I had so much insane amounts of homework. There was no way I could work part-time because one painting class is like eight hours of homework per week, you know? And I had like four painting classes and a sculpture class and art history class. Blah, 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 blah. So the, the schooling part, I mean, when I lost all my money, I, I didn't have money for rent. So I actually moved into my studio. So I lived in, under my desk for a whole year <laughs> in a sleeping bag on a cot in the studio, painting studio with a group studio with like 30 other people clinging and clanging and painting. I literally, I slept maybe two hours a night for that whole year and a half. But when I lived that type of lifestyle, when, when it's like nothing can get worse than sleeping under a desk, it's like I'm a homeless person, you know, showering in the gym, getting free food from the the cafeteria lady that was like, I don't know. She was a total angel. I mean, oh, I don't know why she gave me free food. But I mean, I was li I, literally in 2009, I lived in New York, right out of the city in White Plains up at Purchase, New York. I lived there for under $1,000 for one year, under $1,000. All my money went to the, my Metro card to go down to the museum. I, I, and I, I, I bought hot dogs. That's it. And I literally lived <laughs> off of a thousand dollars, which is impossible. I don't think anyone's ever done it, but I had free rent. And then I, 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 I worked the system to get full ride scholarship. Cause I, I threatened them. I'm like, look, Cooper union offered me like, to go over there and they're full ride. And my my mentor was like, wait, 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 we'll talk to the, the top department head. We can do this. We can get you full ride, you know? And so because I worked so hard, made the school look so good, won many awards for the school, you know, and even had a show at the museum there. They were like, we got to get this guy to stay here because this is, you know, this is our guy, you know. So they they were bending rules to get me to stay there. And, and then I had full ride scholarship. So besides the year before that, when I when I had to pay for school, that's that's the other thing. That's only debt I've had in my life was the student loans before I got my full ride. Since then, my whole life, that's the only debt I've ever had. Like I've met, that's, that's one thing about being a painter and artist. You have to live a more simple life. You can't like every artist, famous artist I met, like I, I they would, we'd have visiting artists. Um, people would come and visit and all of them, they all had like side jobs working at colleges so they could have like, you know, they, they could have insurance and they could have all this stuff because being an artist is like feast and famine. This year you sell something really big and then next year, nothing. So you, you have to be able to save all your money and then you have to get rid of all your wants. Like, I, you know, oh, I want to have the newest car. I want to have this. I want to have that. And, and that, I think that, that living under my desk made me realize that I don't have to work so many hours and, and, it, and nothing can be this bad. I can, you know, it, like now, like I rent three different studios. I got a studio in the city where I, I teach one day and then a studio in the town where I live where I can teach one day and that's it. I, and then I rent my own studio. I don't, I don't, I never 
I never thought it was a good idea to invest in an actual building because we live pretty close to the ocean. And who knows, 20 years, I might have oceanfront property. So why? Why why would I invest? I when I can rent for a, a fair price, why why would I buy? So that's my kind of thing. Like in yeah. in standard of the world, everyone's like, you know, like especially Utah. Oh my gosh, it drives me bonkers. You have to get, you know, you have to get lease new cars, get a new car every two years. You have to have a nice house. You have to get a mortgage on your house. <laughs> No, man. Like there, there. <laughs> to me, the only thing that matters is: can I find a white canvas? Can I find some supplies? And can I paint a picture today? That's all that matters, you know. And yeah. besides that, but families what matters too. It's like, like uh, two days ago, my daughter and I we went to the ocean and we painted plein air together. It's like, and 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 she has winter break right now because it's Chinese New Year. She has a whole month. So every day we're making stuff together and creating, and she's she's a great photographer. You know, I gave her my old DSLR years ago, and and I'm cultivating her her creative talent now. And I would never push her, but it's something that she can be proud of. You know, oh, I'm yeah. good at photography. Oh, I'm good at painting. So so for me, like getting out of the rat race might mean sacrifice. Do you want? to spend your whole life making money for someone else, making their dreams come true? Or do you want to sacrifice a few, few things? Maybe your gym membership. Maybe you could do sit-ups at home and buy a pull-up bar. Maybe mm -hmm. instead of, you know, buying three cups of coffee, you drink water. You know, it, it, there's so many things you can do yeah. to live within your means and, and I like I said before. Besides the the year of student loans, I've been debt free my whole life. Like I don't believe in. I don't even use my credit card. I don't. I don't. You know, Taiwan's a play, play, kind of place where you can use cash everywhere. I don't know about the states. Probably don't even accept cash anymore. But they don't have COVID. <laughs> uh, here in Taiwan, like my like. I, it's been amazing because as I've worked part-time now, I have full-time for family and my calling. I'm actually a missionary in my church and I'm able to be with the missionaries as much as they need me. That's and I great. have, I have, I have, I've set it up where like I have my own, I have a crazy goal paper. I sh I'll send it to you guys. You can you can post it on your blog or whatever. But once you figure out what your main purpose is in life, like my you know my my main pur purpose in life is like faith in Christ. And if if you realize that's your main purpose in life, maybe your job is getting in the way of that a little. If you have zero time for everything else, yeah, you know. And and so for me, you know, yeah. You have to be very, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a frugal person. I like to buy. Things I would never as much use as, that word to describe you. <laughs> you <laughs> know, I would nice say, things. yeah, I have, yeah, you can't say, you know, like I'm interested in photography. I have a very nice drone. I have, you know, $10,000 in my camera gear. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not living like a, a sad life. Okay. But yeah. 
what I'm saying is th there is something like I did pay cash for my van last year. I, yeah. You know, I'm not, it, I bought a brand new van. It's just, what I'm saying is what are your priorities? You know, if, if, if you need to make that leap into doing something else, you know, maybe you have to reevaluate. Maybe you have to downsize. Maybe yeah. that huge house. Maybe there's sacrifices you can. Yeah, so maybe you you're, you're saying. May, maybe all that time you spend mowing your humongous lawn and vacuuming your your 15 rooms is getting in the way <laughs> of like living your dream. Who knows? Yeah. You know. And so for me, I don't. I don't care if I ever own a place of my own because. I love the fluidity of, oh, I'd like to open a school here. Oh, this is a nice place. And and I, I don't know. For me, I, I make every place I go my my home anyways. So I, I think it took me living under a desk for a year to realize you don't need a lot to be amazingly happy. Like I was happy that whole time. And then, you know, uh, I feel like. I think many people in these tough times with the economy, maybe going through some of this stuff, it's like, okay, how do we downsize? How do we survive? And if you really get down to the brass tacks, you'll realize that you don't need that. You need shelter and you need food, obviously. Yeah. But you don't need the newest phone. Like, yeah. I'm still using my iPhone 8. It works fine. And maybe the yeah. battery doesn't last as long as it used to used to, but you know that's not my priority. I'd rather have a very nice camera than a brand new phone. Like I don't really care as long as I can call people. I'm good, you know. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I I don't I don't know how I'm putting if this is coming across right. It's like you to live your dream, you need time, and and for time you need to sacrifice at work. And so yeah. you slowly, you sacrifice more and more work time to where you can get to part-time and then full-time live your dream. Work part-time at this job, like many artists, part-time at, at Starbucks, full-time as a fine artist. And that little, the little Starbucks money pays for the apples for their still life, but they're happy. Because yeah. what? They're making their dreams come true one painting at a time or whatever. So I feel like, uh, yeah, I think everyone can learn more about living within their means, more about being happy with what they have. And that was an epiphany I had after mom died. It's like, wow, like that's when I actually, when mom died is when I quit four days of classes. Like I was like straight up, like after I came back from mom, mom's funeral, I was like, what am I doing? Like mom had so many dreams of what she wanted to do. And, and her life was cut so short, so you true. know? And, mm -hmm. and so I, I felt like, wow, like that's the last thing I want to happen to me. And so I was like, okay, how much money do I need to satisfy my wife? and you know satisfy my bills and and still save a little okay that's my goal okay now i'm cutting off all the extra I, then i won't buy as much toys you know just by yeah. cutting it off and then it gives you all that time to have this other nest egg and slowly as you 
it takes time as you develop it, develop, develop, develop. Eventually you get to where I am now to, to going from, you know, full-time rat race, part-time uh, interest to part-time interest, part-time rat race to no rat race, part-time interest, and now full-time bliss and joy, you know? So now I'm just like part-time yeah. interest and all like the rest is like, how do I serve other people? How do I do my calling? How do I bless the lives of other people? And that's another thing I was about to say, like, like last year, after I had this huge show at the culture center, I wanted a break. So like Christina said, I built this huge gazebo that could house like 25 people and bought a huge grill at Costco. And then I, every free, every single first Sunday of the month, I invite all my friends over and then the missionaries. And I tell the missionaries like, look, bring anyone you want all your investigators bring them all and we're having a barbecue so now like every sun the first sunday of every month we have this barbecue and the joy i've had from that like is better than the art because now like my you know yeah now like all my money goes to this barbecue <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, like, but like, but then I cannot buy so many toys. It's like now all that money I was going to save is going to barbecue, but I feel like it's a really good uh, investment. I feel yeah. like I can use my blessings, my, my money to bring together people and bring, especially the, cause I'm very interested in, in my calling as a missionary. How can I help these people that don't know Jesus how can I make them feel loved and like they have yeah. a friend? And to me, honestly, in the past year and a half, that's been my goal. My goal hasn't even been art. It's almost like this, my, my passion has led me to like be able to start doing what's more important to me. It's like, I don't know. I'm in a new shift here too. It's like cool. shifting from like, self-centered oh i want to become the best artist to like oh how about i help people more like and do less art and it, it's kind of weird i don't know where i'm gonna be in five years but all i know is that uh you can do it if i could do it if i could fake it till i make it anyone can and it's it's really fine that like at first i had to find the niche english art nobody has that boom marry them now i have a new business that nobody has i have no competition yeah. and that gave me enough money to go to school and do all those things and now since i spent all that money went to the best school now my creative skills and knowledge is on point so the rest of my art career is just moving up just as steady pace you know yeah you know, so I don't know. Do you have any other questions? I, I hope I covered yeah, some good awesome. stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. No, that was great. <laughs> I wanted to just kind of reiterate for people that are interested in, you know, maybe pursuing their passions more. So I wanted, I wanted to highlight a few things you said. So um, Rob mentioned that the first thing you need to do is show up. Showing up is half the battle. Um, fake it till you make it. Educate yourself. Um, get the best education you can. Um, find a good mentor and spend time, spend as much time as you can to, you know, learn that trade or learn that skill and then follow your dreams and, and be the best you can. And I think that, I think those are some awesome tips from him. 
And I encourage everyone listening to go onto his website. I'm going to have him tell you what his website is to go and see some of his latest paintings. And you could also, um, on his YouTube channel, he teaches how to do some different art and some different techniques that he's perfected, um, like paper mache. He's really figured that one out. So if, if I actually watched his video and my kids and I, we made a paper mache volcano and it was epic. You guys, my kids thought it was the coolest thing ever. We made this volcano and like, there's just a lot of fun things you can do, even if you're not going to be a professional artist, but you want, you know, a little bit more creativity in your life. His YouTube channel has, you know, some really fun ideas on there. Um, so Rob, why don't you tell them first what your website is, if they want to kind of check out some of your art and then let us know what your YouTube channel is called. Okay. Um, Instagram and YouTube is just Robert Fuhrer. So it's R-O-B-E-R-T-F-U-E-R-E-R. -E -E and then um, most of my artwork is on um, myart.com.tw. And then has a .tw at the end there. Myart.com.tw. And that's a, a website I built to help other people sell art as well. And then as for seeing my current artwork, Instagram's the best way. And also Facebook too. Fa Facebook is, I think it's just R-O-B-F-U-E-R-E-R. -E -E -R. If you just type that after Facebook.com and then the forward okay. slash. I'll, I'll leave everything in the show notes too. So you can just go okay. click right on it. Yeah. For everybody. Um, but before we let Rob go and I just want to tell him, thanks so much for coming on the show. He has got such a um, zest for life. And if you have, if you ever get the chance to hang out with him, he's definitely the funnest person I've ever met. We have so much fun when we get together. I went and visited him when I was in Taiwan and he got me some rollerblades and we got rollerblades and, his wife dropped us off at the top of a mountain and we rollerbladed all the way down the mountain. It was, it was amazing. There's so many just funny, fun stories that we have together. And um, I just really appreciate you coming on the show, Rob. And I really appreciate what you've taught me in my life as well. I can definitely say that I wouldn't have followed my passion to become a photographer if it wasn't for your encouragement and um, also for your example of following your dreams. So thanks so much for following oh. your dreams and, and giving per permission to, for others to follow their dreams. Cause I'm sure there's others who have things that they want to do. Um, and, you know, maybe other people have been, maybe had said some discouraging words or things. And sometimes you need, you know, an, a good example of someone that's overcome, you know, a lot of negativity towards, you know, what you wanted to do. And so thank you for sharing that with us today. And before we let you go, um, we would love to hear your oops moment. And um, Rob already kind of told me a little bit about this oops moment. So just so you know, I will post this oops moment in our um, Instagram page and also on our Facebook page so you can see what he's talking about. So I'm going to let him tell you the, the oops moment. <laughs> well, my daughter, she's super adorable, nine years old. Her name's Mitzi. And uh, this was just this last Friday. She had these three sculptures on the table and she lifted up one of them and showed them to me. And she's like, dad, look what I made. And the, the cutest, sweetest voice. And then it was like this sculpture of basically Mr. Smiley. And it had this broken toothpick that was broken in half jammed into his eye. And then there was like blood gushing out of the eye. And I was just like, 
I, I, my whole life, I've never been that shocked. I, I was at a loss for words. I was just like, uh, and then I, I looked over and there was other ones, one like jammed in the mouth, one jammed in the ear. And like, and I was just like, what in the world? Like, what is my daughter watching on Netflix when I'm not there? You know, <laughs> and I was like, oops, uh, what? where did I go wrong? No, no, she's adorable, but it was just mortifying i've been teaching for 20 years kids and i've never seen something that shocked me that much i'll send you i'll send you the photo oh my awesome. goodness we'll look out for that photo and thanks for sharing that that's funny i think we can all of us have kids can relate when we're like what i did not teach you that where did you learn that it was just like, seriously they say something or yeah draw something and so we look forward to looking at that and thanks so much for coming on the show rob all right. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Make it till you make it. Yeah. Sounds good. Right, <laughs> bye. bye. Are you feeling stuck in an area of life, relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you have always wanted and the happiness you are worthy of. And so Christina and Liz have started a movement to support you in making positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a three-month support group with all of this and more. In Arise Now, you will learn to make vision boards work for you. You will have the support to set and accomplish a 30-day goal daily accountability, and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. You will receive five weekly live trainings, including learning to use valuable tools and techniques to help you start shifting your mindset from surviving to thriving. We want to help you arise now. We believe in you. We know that you have what it takes to make your dreams a reality. And now you have the support to do it. Join us for our next Arise Now movement. Click on the link in the show notes to claim your spot to Arise Now or go to our website and enter your email for more details at ariseandthrivelife.com.